You're listening to That's Basically the 80s. Here are your hosts, Chris and Corey. deceased it says live people ignore the strange and unusual i myself am strange and unusual all right Corey, we are back at it back in the saddle again back in the new york groove so you've used both of those back numerous times in black there you go back um in the high life again yes that's a way better <laughs> one i should have done that one first <laughs> so we watched beetlejuice this time Beetle breakfast. Beetle guys. Beetle drink. Beetle orange. Beetle orange. So many different names can go with beetle. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they go, they pretty much hit all the big ones. I don't know if we could have added anything else to it. Maybe just like beetle banana hammock or something, maybe. Beetle uh, brunch. Beetle brunch. There you go. That's a good one. Beetle late dinner. Beetle cocktails. That's pretty good. So... <laughs> Anyways, this is a really popular movie. Yeah. And it's a good one. I have no idea why, but you remember when we were watching it and it was like, mm-hmm. oh, this is a Tim Burton movie. And I'm like, oh, fuck, it's Tim Burton. Right. You and just forgot for a second or yeah, something. Yeah, you and Carrie look at me like, fuck, Chris, you know it's Tim Burton. I'm like, wait, did I know? Right. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, yeah, I did know. And then when we're done with the movie, I was like, oh, yeah, that was definitely mm-hmm. a Tim Burton movie. Everything for is sure. fucking spooky dancing in that movie. Spooky dancing, and there's a lot of trees. And some crazy, like, Muppets. Mm-hmm. And, I don't know, just definitely, like, if I didn't know this was a Tim Burton movie and I watched it the first time, I would say, they would say, who do you think directed that movie? And I'd say, well, it said Tim Burton, but definitely. But I would have guessed that, too. Tim Burton, for sure. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, let's start off just a little bit, just shout out a thank you again to our Patreons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... Um, we do have our first exclusive Patreon out there. We did Hocus Pocus for everybody, and it was top notch. It was just pretty awesome. The greatest episode that's ever been done. Probably we should just quit recording right now because we'll never be able to do better. Yeah, and there's a lot of people that are going to listen to that and tell us to quit recording if they ever get their hands on it. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's funny though. Yeah, it is funny. So, and then uh, just a shout out to um, my ass, my ass. <laughs> shout out to shout out to my ass. ass. Yes. No, my wife asked me to shout out one of her favorite podcasts. Um, she listens to quite a few different podcasts. She likes the crime ones, though. Right. So I've actually been listening to it with her a lot. And I don't listen to a lot of crime ones. It doesn't fascinate me as much, but these guys are good. It's called uh, True Crime All the Time. Oh, nice. So I follow them on Instagram. They're pretty cool. My wife follows them on Patreon. So if you guys like crime podcasts, just I'd look them, them up out. for sure. Yeah, they're, they're mm-hmm. pretty cool. And they, they kind of remind me of a doled down version of you and I. Oh, nice. Like, they mostly stay on task, so we'll take that part out. Right. But, and then they're more PG rated, like they swear every once in a while stuff, but not. But not much. Not. So kind of like us. But they definitely will, like, pick on each other for sure. That's Like, awesome. if somebody fucks up one of the words or, like, one of the guys, his name is Gibby. Uh-huh. And he's always trying to be like, oh, that reminds me of this movie. And then he'll say like some random weird thing about this movie and he'll know nothing what he's talking about. And then the other guy has to sit there and try and guess what he's talking about forever. Mm-hmm. And then one of the episodes they were talking about music and he's like, they brought up uh, Elton John and he's like tiny dancer. And then the other guy, he's like, what? I've spent my whole life. And he's like 45 or something uh-huh. thinking it was Tanya dancer. And so Tanya he gives dancer. him shit for like <laughs> five minutes about that. So yeah, just 
quick shout out there. That's funny. Yeah, you definitely check them out. Um, and what else are we shouting out? Mm, just Halloween in general. It's yep. a fucking awesome holiday. I love all the Halloween um, like decorations and shit. My kids are were like, hey, Dad, are we going to uh, decorate for Halloween? And I was like, well, there's like some fucking spider webs in the ceiling over there. Yeah, and there's a... Like, look at our front yard. It's mm-hmm. pretty creepy. Yeah, that is spooky. There's no grass anywhere. Um, <laughs> I always, like, want to decorate, but I just never get around to it. I want to be, like, the kind of person that does decorate one day. So I think there's two things, especially where we live. One, it's it's a lot of work. It's a lot of fun when you do it, like, mm-hmm. if you collect them over time and get it. But it just really sucks in our area. Because the wind blows up. Yeah, because we live in such extreme weather. It's like, take today, for example. It's 60-mile-an-hour winds. Fucking raining, nasty. And yesterday it was 80 degrees. Right. And then tomorrow we could wake up to a foot of snow. Mm-hmm. So October is real rough. It is. So if you put out all these decorations, they might just get blown away. Then and your neighbors will decorate. Yeah. And they'll, they'll be like, well, we have decorations. Yeah. And then we have so many fucking deer in our town. If you put a pumpkin out there. They'll just go eat it. They're going to mm-hmm. eat that bitch in like two minutes. And you can't even fight them off. You go out there and they will fight you off. Uh-huh. Yeah. And the... And the um. The deer are worse than like the bullies because the bullies always go out on Halloween night and throw your pumpkins into the street and break them. Right. But the deer don't wait till um, Halloween night. They get them right away. They're like, oh, you got a pumpkin? What is it? The 27th? Fuck you. What is it? The first? Mine. Right. Yeah. And so they kind of remind me, you remember the raccoons on uh, fucking Great Outdoors? Mm -hmm. Only we have millions. I'll bet you we have more deer that live in our stupid town than these fucking people. Right. You know, but so yeah, just uh, that's uh, I guess that's Halloween around here. We have fucking killer deer and mm-hmm. wind, so it's all Wyoming's about. It's a hellhole, but we we stay here, so whatever. Anyways, let's get into this movie. We're six minutes into it cool. already. I wanted to start out right away with the beginning of this movie because I love it. Yeah, flying in. Yeah, it's like the aerial view, you know, like Lost Boys yeah, style. Yeah, like Lost Boys. Like, oh fuck, is that a vampire movie? Mm-hmm. I thought Beetlejuice was a fucking ghost. Right. And so then there's cruising and it shows all the little town and the trees. And then it turns out that it is the main character, Adam, right? Uh Uh-huh. Working on his little diorama of the town. Hell yeah. That thing was detailed as shit. Yeah. What do you think of that? Let's talk a little bit about the fucking nerdiness of that diorama. Because we're not nerds at all and we don't have any like miniature things or anything. No. I don't know what that's all about. But yeah, that thing was... It was, like, perfect, and it was really cool, like, how he did the whole detail and everything, you know, um, like, every little shop and everything in there and stuff. Put in the little light poles and mm-hmm. put the little cemetery, and then even when... Uh, when they died, <laughs> yeah, he, like, makes his own... He makes his own little, like, funeral gravesite yeah. service and everything, yeah. and he's like, Barbara and Adam, and then he's just like, oh, shit. Yeah, and he, like, uh, um, he's like, is this a really good spot for us? I don't know, <laughs> you know? <laughs> It was just funny. And so, yeah, they're like this little happy couple, and they get bombarded by the fucking realtor that comes in, and she's like, oh, you guys don't need that house because you don't have any kids. Right. And then they look at her like, like, they don't get into it, but mm-hmm. it almost seems like maybe they just have, like, they've been trying, but for some reason, they're just not having kids or whatever, right? right? So, it kind of seemed like a sore spot, mm-hmm. but they just kind of gloss over it. And then he's like, well, let's fucking go to the hardware store. I need some paint and some sticks and stuff for my next piece of building. Yep. Right? And uh, you remember Benji? Uh-huh. The fucking brave dog or whatever it's right. called? Benji th- the brave dog. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that guy has two sides to every story, you know? Right. Like in one movie, he's 
He's a murder dog also. Yeah, he's one movie he's out in the woods saving people and shit. Uh-huh. And then in Beetlejuice, they send in Benji and he fucking kills him. He's like, well, you know, I saved two, I got to kill two. Right. Like, it's all about that like Karate Kid balance. Yeah, you life know? finds a balance for sure. Yeah, I mean, that's like we were talking about, you know, they're driving, then the dog runs out and they swerve. And that's just like how all those movies where people die in a car accident happen, you know, like a fucking dog comes out and then they're like, fuck, and they swerve the thing off of a bridge, you know? If you had to go down, let's say you were going to fucking swerve off of a bridge, mm-hmm. do you want it to be because you s- swerved to save a dog or like a squirrel or something like that? What would be worse? Like sitting in afterlife, she's being like, yeah, I swerved to miss a squirrel. Mm, I don't know. I think like, I don't really know which one i would want definitely not a squirrel but that reminds me of one time when um it was like two summers ago maybe and we were like my whole family was out at the lake that's about a half hour from our house and so i was going to drive out there too and so i hop in my car and i start heading out there and i'm just by myself it's a straight road literally for like miles and miles and miles so i'm just like cruising down the road at like 80 miles an hour or whatever you know minding my own business and then uh, this fucking grasshopper was inside the car somehow, and it jumped and just hit me right in the face. That's awesome. And then I like swerved all over the road, and I was like, <laughs> God, wouldn't that have sucked? Because the grasshopper would have got out and left, you know? If he just hopped away. And it would have been like, he drove straight forever, and then for no reason at all, he just swerved all over the place and then fucking flew off a cliff and died, you know? And then that grasshopper hops away, and he's high-fiving his friends. Like, yeah. yeah, you see what I did there, boys? Right. That was me. And they would have been like, he was probably texting and driving. And I'd be like, no, I wasn't. There's no service out there. And it's fucking grasshopper's fault, you know? You're sitting there in the afterlife just trying to explain why you did what you yeah. did. And they're just like, man, that's fucking just, come on, tell us the real uh-huh. story. Like a grasshopper on the inside of my me, car. Right in the face. Scared the hell out <laughs> of me, man. I, I literally like yelled because I, I was like in the zone, you know? Because that drive is so boring. You're just basically straight. just fucking Kenny Loggins down mm-hmm. that fucking road. Yeah. Highway to the danger zone the whole way. And luckily, you know, I mean, Corey won, Grasshopper zero. So check this out. Uh-huh. I was like 15, probably, maybe 14. Me and my, me and our friend, Dan Kramer, who's also a Patreon. Thank you, Dan. We're, because back in the day, I have like six, five brothers and sisters. There's six of us. So we have mm-hmm. this big Mormon wagon family van, right? Right. And I'm sitting in the front seat. My mom's driving and Dan's sitting right in the back with, and I think my sister might've been there. We were driving to Rock Springs for some reason. Okay. And we hit the service road on the side. And there was this big, giant fucking gopher. You know how they get, like, towards the end of the summer when they're real fucking mm-hmm. fat, getting ready for winter? They've just been eating, like... Yeah, they've been plumping up. Yeah. Getting and ready so it's kind of sitting on the side of the road. And I was like, oh, shit, Mom. There's a fucking gopher there. I was like, swerve to hit it. You uh-huh. know, just being an annoying kid. She's like, I'm not swerving to hit it. And then so she... He was kind of walking out in the middle of the road. Right. And so she kind of doesn't, like, swerve crazy, but kind of just, like, swerves to miss it uh-huh. and then right as she swerves that motherfucker darts and, she and ran, ran right under the tire and squished <laughs> it flat i mean Oops. it was it's sad but just like the whole irony because my mom was like no i ain't swerving to hit it you know like being all uh-huh. and then she totally did fucking swerve that if she would have listened she probably would have missed it yeah if she would have just actually just kept going straight towards it that uh-huh. fucker was running right out of the way and then it was like perfect timing like right. squish and then he looked like the fucking like he was the gopher he became a civil servant after yeah he was the gopher that in the little gopher heaven he kind of says oh man i'm feeling a little flat how about you guys he's like how do i look (laughs) just hanging up on some strings you know (laughs) it's fucked up but you know i mean that's roadkill Mm -hmm. um yeah i think that 
that is it's just kind of like every animal in the world that has ever got hit by a car like if they would just mind their own business and like allow the person driving to navigate out of the way like Daryl will be like a hundred yards off in the distance with no car he'll be driving and then they'll just be like fuck this thing's coming after me they have to run in a straight line and run in front of you to avoid you somehow like how is that a like they have no critical thinking skills whatsoever i know and it's it's insane yeah and we actually as a kid another time we were driving we were up in utah i believe we were up in provo canyon or Mm -hmm. something we were like a family reunion or something right and then we were driving down the mountain and we had like this big huge like old chevy bel air or something one of the big cars Mm -hmm. big four-door cars and uh we're all kind of fucking snoozing in the back seat and everything because we're young kids. And right. all of a sudden, boom, like big crash. We kind of swerve a little bit and we're like, what the fuck? You know, mm-hmm. my dad and mom are freaking out in the front, running down the side of the hill out of nowhere, a fucking deer, boom, plowed right into the side of into the, the car. Side. Yeah, like ran straight on into it, dented it in. Uh-huh. And then the next day when it was light, we went out there and see there was fucking deer hair in the trimming of the car. Like awesome. that motherfucker was He's rolling. Winning at chicken. I don't yeah. know if he did or not, but he fucking did something. He probably broke his neck. Probably. Um, I in my car that I have now, I've never hit a deer, but I got hit by a whole bunch of deer. Like I was driving to my dad's house, and it was just on the service road ne- right next to his house. So I was going like forty miles an hour, and there was like fifteen deer in this little ditch, and they all came running up right as I went driving past and like four of them ran into the side and like flipped over my car and everything <laughs> and like broke the windshield and everything. So it was like a deer ambush. So yeah. we were down there with a fucking deer gatling uh-huh. and just fucking launching them. Yeah. They you. like one of them jumped over and it was like, pop, 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 pop. And like, I don't even think I heard any of them cause they all just ran into my car um, and, and messed it all up. And I had to get like a bunch of uh, uh, body work and everything done on it. But um, it was funny cause uh, I took it to get, uh, like, the estimate, you know? Mm-hmm. And it was all on the left-hand side of the car. And he's, like, in, he's doing the appraisal. Like, it's all scraped here and here and everything, you know? And um, the summer before that, I accidentally drove over a curb and and um, messed up my tire on the right-hand side. Like, it's got a giant gouge in it and stuff in, like, the metal rim. Right. So it's all messed up. And I was talking to the appraiser and I was like yeah I think like they kind of dented here and stuff and then we're walking around and I was like oh it looks like um looks like this rim over here is messed up I don't know if one of them like flipped over and kind of like hit that one and he's like he's like no um I don't think that happened at all because I don't think that it like a deer could you know like scrape a hole into a metal rim like that and I was like oh yeah I guess that doesn't make any sense <laughs> I was just totally like trying to act dumb should have been like, like- Motherfucker hit me and I just got scared right. and hit a rock on that side. I know, you know? I should. <laughs> but he's just like, no, I don't think that happened. And I was like, oh yeah, you're. The, I mean, you're the expert. I was just trying to help. <laughs> just trying to get my fucking tire fixed, right. man. Come on, hook me up. So it's still scraped on there. Is that but, uh, that car you're driving uh-huh. now? Yep. It's awesome. It's awesome. Remember that time I fucking wrecked my van into your dad's truck? Yeah, it was parked. My dad's truck. Yeah, just... your dad has this big, huge, like 1965 fucking tank of a Ford with a big metal bumper Mm -hmm. in the biggest like they lived in a circle right right and uh so i pull around and i'm stopping to talk and bullshit with you and there's like 800 feet of area for me to drive and so what do i do you drove right into the side of it drove right into that thing and your fucking dad's bumper just hooked the rear fender of that van (laughs) (laughs) fucker and then it got stuck on there right Uh they're like go forward no stop go back i'm like fuck it just gotta go 
just ripped and big gouges it. And then later, I just remember you telling me you talked to your daddies and like, you're like, yeah, Chris hit your truck, fucked up his van. And he's like, well, what did I do to my truck? Nothing. Oh, all right. All right, then. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking awesome. That is awesome. So anyways, that's, uh, that's nothing to do with the nope. movie. That, I mean, that's Benji. Yeah, that was Benji. Oh, and that was one more that's thing. That's a long side conversation. <laughs> remind me of this fucking dog. I love it when he's like, he wrecks them. Yeah. And then they're balancing on there and he's standing on that board like. He's like, your life hangs in my hands. What now? And then he just like, oh, just Right, he doesn't even think for a minute. He just looks him in the eyes. I want to see what you look like before you die. Boop, boop. And then they fucking die. Uh Uh-uh. That fucking true crime podcast should have done a story about that murder dog. Yeah, Benji the murder dog. I wonder how many people he's actually killed. Hundreds. Like, there's probably a lot of unsolved mysteries out there. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was just Benji. Benji yep. the fucking murder It's like dog. that, uh, remember that TV show, Unsolved Mysteries? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be crazy if like every missing person, like the host, he's always like, check it out, you fuckers. Someone else is missing and it could have been aliens or uh, something else. Like, mm-hmm. you mean could have been like a Benji murder dog? Yeah, but I was saying like, what if every time and like this was the last photo they ever saw and just in the background is just a dog and he's kind of like... He's like, who the fuck took a picture, you know? Like, just like, randomly, like, yeah, why is this, picture somewhere. Yeah, why is Benji dog. always there? And then it takes, like, 30 years later, some weird, like, forensic mm-hmm. scientist that's like, oh, I want to look at this old case. And then all of a sudden just pull it and he's like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. And, he, and they're at home, yep. right? And they've got all the pictures I've scanned it. out on the mm-hmm. floor. And then they have to call their boss at, like, 3 in the morning. And they're like, what the fuck are you calling me for, man? Just uh-huh. couldn't have waited. You know, I I feel like that's a movie. Kind of like the it was. I think it's kind of like the Zodiac Killer right. movie, right? For with sure, with Robert Downey Jr. And... and then he pulls all the pictures and goes, mm-hmm. and then he's like, "Just couldn't have waited yeah. till tomorrow." I mean, it's all of these cases are thirty years mm-hmm. old. You couldn't have waited thirty more minutes, right? But and they um, arrest the dog, and there's like a um, like a good cop, bad cop, and he's just like smoking a cigarette, and he's like, "Look, man, I want to help you," and then the dog's just like sitting there. And then they like give him a bowl of water, and then he just still does never talk. <laughs> it's messed up. They're like, "Fucking tell us where the bodies are," and he's like, "Woof." <laughs> and then the, the other fucking fun. cop that's outside is like, "Look, man, we don't have enough. We need that confession. Right? You got to get the confession." And he just shows them random pictures of like milk bones and uh-huh. like other puppies, and be like, "That's your family. We need right. to protect them." And he's like, "Bitch, that ain't my kid." No. <laughs> <laughs> anyways should we right should we get into a little more of the beetlejuice actually yeah the actual movie yeah so we talked about how this was a tim Burton movie yep and um it's got gina davis in it Uh uh-huh she's cool alec baldwin we haven't done any of their movies yet have we nope and i think actually my favorite gina davis movie aside from this one would be a league of their own oh yes which is a 90s movie but yep that is my favorite gina davis movie and there's some there's some freaking powerhouse actors in that too Mm -hmm. but my favorite Alec Baldwin movie? Probably this one. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. Actually, I don't even know a lot of movies that he's done. I know he's done some TV shows. I know he's popular. He's done a lot of shit. But... Yeah. And then, of course, our favorite, Winona Ryder. Yes. And Michael Keaton. Let's talk a little bit about the Beetlejuice character. Let's get into that just for a minute. All right. Yeah, he's like... Uh, it's weird that um, Alec Baldwin and Gina Davis... Um, like they're not all. I guess they're not all messed up because they drowned, right? That's why they don't look all shitty. Because right, he's all just, like fucked up with like green and stuff. Yeah, and a lot of other people have they got fucking squished right. or cut in half or 
And then she's like, that's what they look like when they're dead. But yeah, yeah. they just fell off there and just fucking drowned. So right. maybe I could see if they were like gurgling water all the time or something for a little extra effect. Because mm-hmm. that one lady that got her throat sliced, she was their caseworker. She's like smoking and then like the smoke was coming out. Right. And everything. Yeah. So maybe that's why. Because they, they did come out and they're like um, all wet and then back in their house, you know. Um, but yeah, he's all green he's like green and white and stuff i wonder how he died Does probably say? like the plague yeah he's... oh yeah no yeah i guess he did say that he like was around during the plague and shit huh yeah he, i think he's been a ghost for a while but he kind of looks like he could have gotten some like weird yeah. fucked up disease or something you know right he was the first one to discover like nuclear fission or something and just went all <laughs> instead of turning into the hulk he turned into the beetlejuice but what i kind of like about this is it's kind of that thing pg movie again right and it's out before the PG-13 rating. But you've got Beetlejuice here. He's disgusting. Yep. Right. He's constantly trying to grab at her. Mm-hmm. And he's constantly making all these sexual jokes. And right. talk about all these girls and hitting on him. Wanting to go to the strip bar and constantly grabbing his dick. And mm-hmm. then at one point he does kick the tree. And he's like, nice fucking model. It's right. like, well, I mean, this has hit all of our 80s. All of our criteria. For the 80s. And even like grabs his dick and it's like honk honk. Like, <laughs> I, I bet you that... Um, uh, Tim Burton was like, how are we going to make this good? And then they just called up Howard Hughes and he's like, I don't know, just put a fucking honking horn and then have him grab his dick. That'll be a good movie. That's all I got. And then he just like turned up his music and went back to writing another hit. Right. And then he just finished Pretty in Pink or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess so. Sounds legit yeah. to me. He's like, we we're going to use this for Long Duck Dong, but instead I made a different jerk off joke for him so you can have this one. I don't give these out cheap though. <laughs> <laughs> Howard Hughes is sitting in the fucking like waiting room still yeah. right now, and he's like, "Man, I'm still collecting royalties on that Beetlejuice right. movie. It's fucking great." Every time, honk honk, it's fucking genius, man. I want. I hope one day that our podcast is famous enough that people actually like call him Howard Hughes. They're like, "Who the fuck is John Hughes?" Right? If they were like, they're like, "No, his name is Howard Hughes." Like I've listened to the um, experts, the experts on the matter. <laughs> His his name might have been John, like his birth name, but he went by Howard Hughes. That was sure. his, John was just a stage name. These yeah. guys knew his real name. His real name is Howard. So so yeah, I mean, I just I really think that probably Michael Keaton just watches this movie at least once a week, and he's just like, man, I'm so fucking good. Right. He's like, I am the shit. He's like, man, I I just acted so well in this. And I guess did you know that they were gonna try and get uh, I want to say Sammy Davis Jr. Yeah, for Beatles? four tops, right? No, no. Uh, Rat Pack. Oh yeah, Rat Pack. Yeah. And I think he would have done good. Yeah. I like Sammy Davis Jr. I don't know, but I really think that fucking Michael Keaton killed it. Mm. And it's a little bit disappointing to me, but maybe not. Maybe it's just like one of those like special things that didn't ruin anything that they never did a sequel. Right. Yeah. To this. So I think that even now with like the makeup and everything, they could just have Michael Keaton come in and be Beetlejuice again. I think he would just do just as good. Mm-hmm. I fucking love that guy. I mean, he's made a lot of awesome movies, I think. Yeah. And... Which is also another funny thing, because I'm like, fuck, man, we haven't done any Tim Burton movies either, have we? And you're like, Chris, come on, you're fucking killing me, man. <laughs> we did Batman. <laughs> which, you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> which is Michael Keaton. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah, so that's another thing, like, the 80s. This movie is PG. You think Beetlejuice, maybe kind of a kid's movie, whatever. It's right. creepy as fuck, so they're scared. It says fuck in it. Lots of sexual perverts in it. And the only thing there wasn't really in it was no titties, right. you know? They could have probably put one or two in there, and they'd have been okay. Mm-hmm. They put, like, a strip club in, but that was it. Right? Yeah. So. And the uh, receptionist at the, like, the dead waiting center. Oh, yeah. She was pretty good looking, too. Yep. So, anyways. 
So, yeah, that is movie ratings, and it stick, you know, stays true to what our how we described them in whichever episode we talked about them in. Uh, sixteen candles. Yes. All right. So moving on, we have these dead motherfuckers in their house. Yep. And then we've got the family moving in. Right. And talk about a bizarre family. You've got like this, like just dad that just wants to relax. Yep. Like he's probably in his like midlife and he's like, fuck man, I've been working a long time. I got this daughter. I got this new wife and I just want to get out of the city and relax, you know? Mm-hmm. And you've got this daughter who's obviously the, like she says, is the strange and unusual. Yeah. And, and she's always been strange and unusual. Yeah. She's always wearing like the the black veil and everything like she's mm-hmm. ready for a funeral. And then you got this mom who's or the, the wife that's super like, she feels self-absorbed to me or whatever. Yeah. You know, like she, I think she means well for her family, but she's just like, oh, I need this and I need this and it's right. all about me and I'll live in this house for you, but I'm going to fucking tear it up. And yeah, I don't think that she means well by her family as much, but I think like at the end she does, but she is kind of like self-absorbed. It's just her and, um, that one guy when they're like spray painting what color they're gonna do the walls and shit you know? ofo or ofo, yeah. ofo or orifice or whatever othello yeah um, so yeah so the, she i guess she like does a, at the end yeah. after all of it she kind of learns like the little bit of value because <laughs> at the end she's like oh she must have done well on her test you right know? so and then they're all like hanging out yeah but yeah the, just the whole family dynamic of this is really bizarre and i kind of mm-hmm. love it because it points out that like not all families are leave it to beaver and right or not all families are like all fucked up you know yep so just good dynamics and shit um but yeah so then they that new family moves in and um the dad like he's um he just plays like a rooney character you know like all the time (laughs) no matter what jeffrey jones is like rooney no matter what he's just like has that stare Uh and then he's like well fuck (laughs) <laughs> it's your fault right. you know you're out to get me i did like how he did kind of put his foot down he's like well just leave this fucking room for me right and then he sits back in his chair and just relaxes and then he's just reading his magazine and then all the fucking magazine inserts and everything right. kept falling out like, <laughs> like that was the shit back in the 80s and 90s you know all the magazine inserts yeah he's just like you don't have the internet you don't have all this stuff that right just free access to information so you're just like well i guess i'll just get this magazine mm-hmm. and you open it up and then just like all these ads fall out yeah and you could like mail you could like take that insert and then mail it in and like get some stuff, you know. And you'll get another magazine. Yeah. There's like magazine inserts for more magazines. Right. Like you have Better Homes and Gardens. Oh, here's a magazine insert for Outdoor Life. Oh, you have Outdoor Life. Here's one for uh, Men's Health. Oh, you have Men's Health. Here's one for, like it goes to Playboy, then like progressively gets more to just to get you to, to right. get that fucking Hustler magazine, you know what I'm saying? Dude, I remember one time in high school, I was like, um, I got out of uh, school, and it was like, oh, I want to go check the mail, um, because we would like buy all of the, well, I put in quotations buy, because I never paid for them, but we get all of the like CDs in the world from like the music club like subscriptions clubs? and shit, yeah, because they, um, like I found out that it was it cost them more money to send them back so when you would just return them in the um mail they would just throw them away because it just cost so much money to send them back and there were so many of them that they didn't even want them back so they just throw them away cut this a lot those cd clubs were awesome because you could sign up for like oh we'll send you 20 free cds for two dollars and then over the course of the next six months you have to buy five more right 20 free cds for two (laughs) dollars yeah (laughs) like that's how that's (laughs) how the ad went it actually read that 20 free cds send us two dollars and i remember like 
Um, I got a ton of them, man. Like all of the, we had like the greatest music collection in the world. You right, know? we had a lot of Rat. Yeah, and Warrant. Fucking the Scorpions, Def Leppard, and shit. It was rocking. I got like uh, even some newer stuff. But um, I think it makes sense that we are doing '80s movies. Pretty much all of our music was from the '80s mm-hmm. too, you know. Yeah. So, but we um. So, anyways, uh, that actually wasn't what the story is about. I just reminded me of the CDs and shit. But so then I was like, oh, let me check the mail, and I went home, and I was probably like maybe like fourteen or something, uh, maybe fifteen. Who cares? But I open up the mail and grab it out, and I look, and the very first thing was a mail insert for me, and it was from Playboy, and it was like, sign up for um, fucking Playboy. And then I was just like, what the, like, how the fuck did they know that I live here? Like, my, my parents are going to be so, like, angry. I was like, thank God I checked the mail, you know? Because fucking Hugh Hefner is sent, like, come on, Hugh, like, send it to, like, my P.O. box or some shit, you know? Like, right? don't fucking out me. Right in, like I'm a 14 year old kid. Don't get me in trouble. Yeah. Be like, why are they saying this? I don't fucking right? know. The fucking mail lady, bullshitting me, trying to get me grounded. Yeah, like, don't call me here, Hugh. <laughs> but um, so I like ripped it in half and like threw it away in like the neighbor's garbage or something. I was so afraid that I was gonna get in trouble. That's awesome. I could have just like. That's why you lock walk with a limp now, isn't it? Yes. I don't get the joke. <laughs> He's got beat. Oh, because I just got beat up. Okay. Why the fuck do you have Playboy coming here? Mom, it's just an insert. Obviously, it's not the magazine. (laughs) It doesn't even have one titty on it. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, like they didn't send my dad one, just me. So I was, I thought I was going to get in trouble, but I didn't, obviously, because I'm glad you did. They probably just mail it out to fucking everybody. It's not like I randomly pick people off of it and get free CDs for $2. Yeah, I didn't sign up for to get a free. Sign me up for Playboy. If that was one, I would have been signing up for it. They're like, I don't know how I got this, mom. Right. I mean, I'll throw it away here. Give it to me. Right. It's probably like one of them CD clubs, mom. Here, I'll throw it away. I'll take out the recycling. Um, what if you got like 100 Playboys for like $1, like the mag- like the um, Columbia House music things, and then you just had to like buy one uh, magazine every 12 you to, months? You have to buy like the yearly calendar mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. And it know, just like I shows up. For sure, probably would have tried that when I was a kid. Yeah, it it come in a black bag and it had my name on it. And my mom would be like, "What's this thing?" And I'd be like, oh, "I think that's that new motocross magazine." Yeah, and she's like, "Motocross? You don't even know what a motorcycle is." I'm like, "Mom, just give it to me. I'm getting into it." Yeah, so, I'm trying to learn about them though, aren't I? Yeah, she's yeah, like, "Well, let me the... see it." No, mom, you wouldn't understand. It's just dude stuff, you know. Yep. Anyways, <laughs> those are. Porno magazines and free CDs, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so let's uh, take oh, a... Oh, magazine inserts. That's where we got there from. Yeah. yeah, from Rooney. We did it. So let's take a quick commercial break. Okay. All right, so now we're going to take just a quick break. Yep. I'm going to throw a 90s movie at you that at the time, I think it got really bad reviews. And nice. And kind of a really fucking weird movie, but over the years, it's turned into a cult classic movie, oh. and it's got actually a couple of big names in it. NPH for one. Yep. Uh, Denise Richards. Okay. And a couple of the people I can't remember off the top of my head. When's the last time you watched Starship Troopers? Oh, that was filmed in Wyoming. Was it? Uh-huh. <clears throat> yeah, out by Casper, Wyoming. Nice. Like it those... makes sense. I mean, there was nothing but fucking shit and mm-hmm. sand there. Giant bugs. Um, I watch that movie all the time when it's on. I love that movie. Yeah, I actually watched it, I don't know, a few months ago at work. Mm-hmm. Because I get bored and I watch a lot of these older movies to just remind myself if I liked them or not. Old dorky and movies, like, yeah. 
fuck, I remember NPH. I like him. So I watched it again and, you know, it's cheesy. Yeah. It's really great. It's cool because it's like, uh, like the whole movie goes and it's like overly gory and bloody and everything. And then like at the end, it's like it was a whole fucking commercial. No, the whole thing is just like a, just a whole army. Middle, yeah. Like, like join the army. Uh-huh. video. It's like join now and your head will not get exploded by these fucking giant bugs. Um, but yeah, it, it's really cool. And I think that I like every single time that I've ever watched it, um, growing up because I'm a moron. Um, and they're, like a bunch of people get naked in the shower and there's like right, they have and and showers and like, yeah. shit man where, like, oh, damn. where are those yeah sign me up for this bug army man <laughs> i'll fuck i've squashed like seven roaches today let me see some tits um it would just be like those nude beaches in fucking europe you know it'd yeah. end up just walking and be a bunch of dudes be like where's the chicks yeah they're like, like there's none here they, they just use their own yeah those are stand-ins yeah um <laughs> Yeah, they're all admirals now, so they they have a you know the admiral shower, and I was like, God, I've been lied to. <laughs> that fucking commercial, uh-huh. like that's like the main thing of the com- the recruiting commercial. Right. Co-ed showers. Yeah, and it's got all these hot girls, and it shows a couple of titties off in the background, mm-hmm. and then underneath it says rated PG. Right. <laughs> it's like not actually on this planet, <laughs> but um, yeah, movie's good as hell. Fucking dudes getting torn apart. They um. They like go. I love when they go and uh, get the like the big badass bug and they drag that bitch out of the cave. And then it's kind of like he's all scared and sad and stuff, you know. It's like that's what you get for eating people. What if they just called Orkin? They just like spray him a little bit, yeah, instead of like trying to whole planet's infested, yeah, just sending the Orkin dudes and there's like spraying shit or like John Candy from fucking. Uh, arachnophobia yeah where he's like oh, fuck i haven't them. seen that movie in forever <laughs> <laughs> he's just like spraying the bug and he's like uh-huh. fuck and he sprays it again he's like fuck and he just sprays it again he's like jesus christ and then he goes over and steps on i was like that's that's right yep <laughs> that's that that's the way to do it um yeah i mean i don't have much else to say besides that it's a great movie it's <laughs> fucking silly yeah it is silly so anyways moving on to wait oh okay that's totally the 90s fucking a <laughs> So now, moving on <laughs> to Beetlejuice, let's talk about Lydia. Okay. Because obviously Winona Ryder's great. She's My whole dark. life is a dark room. One big dark room. That's what I was going to say. She has so many good liners. Yeah. You know, with our quote at the beginning, then this one, and then when she's writing her little suicide note, she's like, I am alone. And then she scratches it out. Right. I am utterly mm-hmm. alone. And just, like, she's so dramatic. Yeah. And they don't even really say why or, like, touch on the fact of why she's so dark and mm-hmm. dramatic. And She might be sad. Maybe her mom died because it's, like, the stepmom, you know? She doesn't ever say, like, what happened to her mom, I don't think, right? No, it doesn't. And, you know, and it makes sense because she's always wearing, like, dark mm-hmm. funeral clothes and talking about the afterlife. And maybe right. that's it. Maybe she just misses her mom. Because, mm-hmm. like we said, her stepmom's kind of a fucking psycho. Yeah. She doesn't really get along with her well, but... Um, but, yeah, she does, like, speaking of her one-liners and shit, because um, when, like, the... Um, the ghosties are wearing their sheets and stuff, and then she and, the, and then she's like, "You're not gonna wake her up. She's sleeping with Prince Valium tonight." And I was <laughs> like, "Ah, oh, that's a cool name. You don't really like take Valium anymore. Most people don't. I don't think. But in the '90s, I was that shit. You know, everybody was like, oh, I gotta get my Valium.' Get that V on. Yeah. You know, now it's a different kind of V. Mm-hmm. That V puts me right to sleep. You know what I'm saying? Viagra. No. Oh. Vagina. Oh. I was like. <laughs> doesn't put me asleep. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I don't know. I've never taken it. But 
Not yet. We're getting right. old. We'll see. Maybe maybe give us like two more years and then we'll have a Viagra yeah, sponsorship. This, this podcast like, to be sponsored by like uh, those fucking, when, um, what is it called? Like where it's like, uh, dick doctor, I'll send you some fucking pills direct, discreetly to your door. And like the male person knows. Yeah, like, then, what is this square package full of pills? And then it'll show Corey just all sad out there sitting in his backyard that's not all finished. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden the doctor shows, the mailman shows up. And then later he's like all happy looking around yeah, and his backyard's smiling. all fucking mowed. Yeah. And he's got like a tire swing back there. And yeah. then all of a sudden he's got like six more kids. It'd be like, yeah. God damn, Corey. And that tagline's like, if you are tired of having a broke dick, call us. Ooh. Or I fucking go online. The, like that's what they say <laughs> like just stumbling over it. or if i can go online i don't even know we're not even real doctors like here's the phone number here's a text message and you know if you mm-hmm. want to we'll send you a little magazine insert yep. and just fucking get this shit to your door we'll just send it quick um they do all sorts of like you can get like hair pills you could get hair pills um i don't, I don't need them they're like discreetly they'll send it to you all it would do is just like make my ball hair just like <laughs> just look like the woolly mammoth down there. Uh, like I would get more bald on my head and then less bald on my sack. Right. You know, I'd just be like, oh, that's, you know, it didn't say where the hair was going to yeah. grow. But, you know, I got the fucking eyebrow game going you on. You do got them. Like I have to trim this bitch. Like right now, it's like. A little too much. Yeah. It's like I, it's like a fucking sun visor on its own. Yeah. Which is good. But there's no sun right now. <laughs> Anyway, so that's uh, that's the one-liners from yeah. Lydia, uh-huh. and I love her because she's just not even scared of the ghost. They're just like, ooh, right. she's like, fuck, she's you like, ain't got no feet, and then she's like, what do you look like under there? Right. She's just trying to, try to <laughs> you all fucking hellish and ghoulish, and they're like, no. No, I, I wear flannel. Yeah. She has the curtains on. You drowned. She's like, she pulls the sheet off of Gina Davis, and she's like, there was a sheet here, and then your dress is still another sheet. Uh-huh. She's like... That's like your opinion, man. <laughs> right? Because her, yeah, her dress is kind of just—it looks just like wallpaper dress. Or right. Whatever, we you know? kind of made fun of that because, yeah. you know, actually, I kind of really like. I'm getting old enough now mm-hmm. where I could look at their lifestyle and I'm like, I could fucking get behind that. You know? Yeah. Live in a little town. I mean, you kind—you guys actually might be dead, and I may just be doing this podcast on my own because, like, um, like Carrie said the other day, like she doesn't really leave the house too much, and um. Like, you just, like, sit and paint um, Warhammer figurines all day. And what was I doing last night? See, it's like, if I go to, like, if I take a little fucking ghost nap, yeah. I, is that like, Then you go to work. I'm like, fuck, man, I just, like, killed uh-huh. my work. Yeah. Hmm. So. So, I should start haunting people. Yeah. Well, let's You got talk, feet. Oh, you do. Oh, We're good. We good. <laughs> let's, uh, let's talk about hauntings a little bit. Because, obviously, this, the ending of this movie, they move on, they haunt them, like, they're, they do the little dinner Right. And then they're singing their song and they're dancing. And then Carrie brings up, she's like, fuck, if ghosts were like that, I'd want to be haunted all the time. Right. Which it was fun. It was fun to watch. Like that was, I think it was really awesome of Tim Burton uh-huh. to put that scene in there. Cause it was just really cool. And they're dancing. Right. And then all of a sudden the shrimp hands grab them and pull them in. They're like, fuck, that was awesome. Tell the ghosts come down. Yeah. We fucking love these shrimps <laughs> grabbing our face. And then Beetlejuice shows up. Mm-hmm. And he's like the snake, and he fucks him up. He knocks one guy down, turns yeah, the one he throws guy Rooney off the, Yeah, fucking Rooney. Yeah, Rooney. How did Rooney fall that far and not like break something? I know he had like a little bandaid on his head or something. I think in the next scene, and that was it. <laughs> awesome. So, have you ever been haunted? Uh, nope, I haven't. That you know of? I did. We did already talk about this 
on an episode way back, I think, about me going and visiting like the most haunted oh. grave in Utah. Right, I remember that. We talked yeah. a little bit about the haunting and going and visiting these places. But so let's reverse the roles. Let's say you die. Okay. Let's say me and you and Carrie die, and we're all stuck in this house forever. Murder dog goddess. Yeah, and then uh, fucking somebody shows up, and we gotta haunt their asses. Uh-huh. What are we gonna do? Like, are you gonna be? I'm not gonna make him sing fucking that day like come. I mean, I wouldn't do that. I mean, it's like not the '80s anymore. Maybe that's why. But I'd probably like. Um, what would I do as a ghost? I would like, um, like give them like half hand jobs, but like never finish. <laughs> so then they're just like, "Fuck, this is just." They'd be uh, like falling asleep. Yeah, this is just a nightmare. I'm gonna leave. It's all you know, like it's just not worth it anymore. That's messed up. Yeah, but I mean, it's a thing. You, you gotta do what you gotta do. Get, get out of my house. Oh, I think <laughs> you know what I would do. I would probably just do like the ghost farts. Right. You know, I would just. Like go in the room. You actually probably would get rid of the whole house that way. <laughs> just go in there and just give them a ghost fart and just ma- and make it so they could hear it, and then a little bit of a smell, and then they'd be like, "Was that you? No, it wasn't me." And be uh-huh. like, "Going, God damn it, Todd!" I would just get on the internet and mail them um, Playboy magazine inserts. Playgirl by Steve. Yeah, in like inconveniently, and then the wife would be like, or or the husband, you know, like they'd be like, "I told you not to order this," and they're like, "I didn't." It says your name right on it. Just get them you know order pizza in the middle of the night yeah or like i would just do yeah like just minor inconveniences you know like like, uh like i guarantee every time your car keys are lost there's mm-hmm. a fucking ghost man yeah. like tap the um like the thermostat up like one or down one like switch just like slightly and so they're like man it's really fucking hot in here like but no it's like only a little bit like god it does kind of feel like a little bit a little hotter in here. yeah and you're like oh it looks like the Thermostat must have got bumped up one. Or maybe just like crack open the fridge door just like a half an inch so mm-hmm. it just doesn't like ruin the food but everything gets a little warm. Right. Stupid shit like that. I like it. That'd be cool. Or so. I would like like print things. Like the printer would come off and it would just have like a uh, like minor inconvenience. Like I'd be like uh like it comes out of the printer and then it's like um PS your dick small and then the people would be like who printed that? I'd be like, Sheila, was he, were you on my computer again? Sheila, is that what you said? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, so that, that's how I would haunt people, I guess. Anyways, so we're moving on. Okay. And let's go to the ghosts in the waiting room, you know, because they show up. They're like, oh, we got to draw a door. Yeah. And then she's like, you didn't think that was going to work. He's like, well, fuck, I forgot to put a doorknob on here, right? Right. And then he's like, well, now nothing's happening. And he's like, oh, shit, wait, it says go ahead and go knock on the door three mm-hmm. times. Yep. So then he knocks on the door and it opens up. And then... They move in there, and they're gone. I guess time in the afterlife is a little bit different because they're right. there for a little bit, and then they come back, and they're like, oh, fuck, it's been three months. Yeah. Their house is completely remodeled. But you've got a few of the ghosts there, and I thought they did, like, this is great timber and stuff. They've got mm-hmm. a different handful of ghosts. They've got the one lady that's cut in half. Yep. And she's just hanging out there the whole time. Yeah, just And you've got the one little fucking safari guy with the tiny head. With the shrunk head, yeah. Yeah, because he's there both times. Uh-huh. And then... Uh, at the end, or was it? No, it was the smoking guy too, right? Yeah. He's like, oh man, you want a cigarette? Uh-huh. And then he's like, no, nah, I'm trying I'm to trying cut to, Yeah, he's like, I'm trying to cut back myself. <laughs> right. And I don't know. So I guess I just like the ghosts a little bit. In yeah, there. they are yeah. all really cool. Um, There was like, and at one point there's like a guy with a chicken bone in his throat that he got 
right, choked to death. Right, he has that whole entire like uh-huh. turkey leg in there. Yeah, he didn't slow down on that food at all. He was like that snake from fucking Conan and yeah. just ate them fucking drumsticks, you know? He got him. So, yeah, I mean, what do you got? Um, yeah, I mean, like, they, they show up. Well, I wanted to go back because she's like, you didn't actually think that was going to work, like, with the door thing, you know? And it's like, right before that, they were, like, pulling off their faces and, like, googly out in their eyes and like like like, she was hanging in the closet and and she rips her face off and everything right yeah and it was like why would you think like you could do all these things why wouldn't you think that a door would appear oh yeah and she cuts his head off because we talked about that and she's just sitting there with his fucking head and the knife and everything and he's like this is never gonna work you know um but uh so yeah and the book like says all these things you know and then so they go there and um they finally it's their turn and then they go talk to their caseworker and she's like did you guys read the book and they're like well it reads like stereo yeah, instructions like stereo instructions not really and she's like well it's in the book and they're like well don't right. call beetle what don't yeah. say his name don't ever say it which leads me on to like when beetlejuice is reading the newspaper and then on the front it says sandworm attacks up 13 percent or whatever right and then you're like oh fuck graboids mm-hmm yeah, I was like, oh shit, some graboids out here. Right? Yeah. And what do you, they never really say what the sandworms are or what the, like, they can't leave, if they leave their house, they're just like in this big fucking desert, right? Right. So what do you think is the deal with the sandworms? Like, are they just there to regulate or what? I guess, but it's weird because like, um, Beetle Breakfast can leave and do whatever he wants, so why can't anyone else? Because how does he go to other people's houses to haunt them, you know? Unless he's just been dead for so long, like he's read, like studied that book extremely maybe. he knows how to get in and out of and that's why he has to be summoned like with his name being uh-huh. said three times or something maybe well but she said that he's been hanging out in their diorama right in the cemetery before they ever called him so so i don't know how he gets around i would that's the only thing i would that's the only thing i would assume is that uh like he studied that fucking mm-hmm. book and his son was somewhere in there like, he just knows he how knows to get... the fine print or whatever yep. maybe he was a fucking lawyer during the bubonic plague you know yeah uh, who knows? And now he's just like over that shit. Could have been any of those things. But um, why are we talking about that? Sandworms. Oh yeah, graboids. And, like, yeah, the graboids and like, yeah. like what is the idea or what? Like, and then you're just like, oh. I don't know. Tim Burton was just like, we got to find a way for me to put some more wacky Tim Burton things in this movie. So how about if they go outside? It's some of these guys. Blah blah blah. blah. And I love it's like an '80s thing, like. The big sandworm opens up its mouth, and then outside of it... Another sandworm mouth. Inside of it comes out another sandworm mouth. Yeah. And, like, that's a... They do that in Aliens and everything. What's up with, like, having mouths. a tiny mouth and head inside of another big mouth and head? Is it just scary? I think in the 80s, that was just terrifying. Can like, you imagine someone with two mouths? You're like, I open my mouth, but that's not enough. And then I got another mouth inside my mouth, mm-hmm. and that mouth's tongue is going to get you. Right. And so then you're going to get eaten twice. Yep. It's so. like so many more teeth. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe like, because you said in the last episode, Freddy Krueger, um, Wes Craven studied and people were afraid of like bear claws and shit. So maybe like they, Tim Burton and everybody in the 80s was like, oh, people are afraid of getting eaten. But so do you know what's twice as terrifying? Getting eaten twice. A mouth and a mouth. Yep. And then the course fucking beetlejuice has the long scary arms again yeah he's got them long and that i forgot to talk about that when we were watching the movie because normally we just talk through the whole movies but um like when he showed up to stop them from exercising uh the two of them he fucking like 
bong, and he fucking sends those two people. They're gone, man. Yeah, where do they go? They're out of there. Like, he fucking whack moles them. Yeah, he swallowed them through the him. house, and they they didn't ever come back. No, I think they are in a fucking afterlife now too. Yeah, they're sitting in the waiting room now. Yep, like, Benji's out there fucking eating their bodies. Uh huh. You know that's messed up. That's yeah, pretty messed up. But I mean, Beetlejuice don't care. He'll fucking murder anyone, you know. That's true. He's just trying to get back into the living. You yeah, know? he's like, who do you need me to kill? They're like, I got a meeting. You know, I got to meet a guy, and I got to do it myself. Uh-huh. And then he he fucking tries to marry Lydia. Right. And I think she's like what fourteen or something in the show. Probably something like that. But he doesn't care. He's just like, I got to like, get I'm out of here. Fucking you know? ghost. Right. So which kind of moves us on to the wedding scene. Right. You know, he sets up the stage. He. Gets her the badass dress. He's got his tuxedo on. He's got the little fucking reverend guy, right? Mm-hmm. And then he does save the couple. Uh-huh. Like know. he said he would. And then they slowly come back. And then uh, they're all like, oh, we got to say his name three times. And then so the dad comes running out there. Or not the dad. Uh, the fuck's Alec Baldwin's name again? I don't remember their names. He comes running out there and he's like, Beetle. Like really slow. Beetle. Mm-hmm. And then he like pulls his teeth out. Mm-hmm. Right? And then he... Like gets his teeth back, so I don't remember. And then he goes to yell Beetlejuice again, but he does it real slow, and then he puts him into the model. Yep. And then, oh, his name's Adam. Yeah. Right and then Gina Davis comes running out, and she's I like. I don't remember her name. That's the one I can't remember. She's like, it's Barb. Barb. Okay. And she's like, Beetlejuice, and then stares at him for like 48 seconds. Mm-hmm. And then he throws the zipper at her. She unzips her mouth, and she's like, Beetlejuice. He's like, ah. And then he waits. Clamps it. Like, long enough for him to rev up and pitch and give him a strike and so uh-huh. instead of just like Beetlejuice, 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 like you just say, say it really fast, fast. She's yeah. just like Beetlejuice, like mm-hmm. over the course of 200 years. So I thought right. that was kind of goofy. I I thought that too. That was my exact same thing. It was like they could have fucking said it way faster or she could have said it um, like they could have like tag teamed it, you know, or like messed with him while the other one said it or Winona Ryder could have said it while he was um, throwing the baseball clamp on Barb's mouth. Like. Or fucking Rooney. Mm-hmm. He was just sitting on the little stone block tied up watching everything. Yep. His mouth wasn't full of anything. Nope. Or fucking Kevin McAllister's mom over there. She didn't do shit. Yep. I mean, she was just was screaming. She was scared, so you couldn't rely on her. But Polyester, he could have done some shit. Yeah, and he was like doing nothing. Right. So I thought that was like the one part of the movie that was a little bit goofy for me. But Yeah. I mean, it was funny, but... I did think that exact same thing, you know, because he could have, he could have just like disappeared them both into the um, sand, right? He could you just know? like lead with that, yeah. <laughs> instead of just doing all other shit, because he got his fucking foot caught on fire mm-hmm. and all kinds of shit, and then, but it was kind of cool how she like the first time they see the sandworm, right? It comes up to bite him, and then she's just like fuck you, and just like punches him in the face. He's like, God damn, yeah. <laughs> Like, that's the first time the sandworm's ever been punched. I'm like, God damn, ghost punch? I didn't even know that. Then later, she goes back out there and shows the sandworm again. And all of a sudden, obviously, this sandworm knows who's the boss, right? Yeah. He just, like, rolls up, and she's got, like, a chain necklace. And she's uh-huh. like, respect. And she just fucking rides that bitch in, and he just busts through the house. Gets him. And eats it. Yep. And then I did, like, kind of moving on to the end, you know, where they're back in the house. Uh-huh. How they did kind of remodel the house back, back to, to the their house yeah yeah because i really hated the inside of their house like mm-hmm. otho or whatever was like oh i'm the fucking best interior, interior designer in the world, world. Yeah. yeah it kind of looked like a like a just a wooden slab of bullshit yeah it was disgusting and i like i bet i like the old style of the house better mm-hmm. so um 
but yeah, I, I did like um, we we already talked about it earlier just a little bit how um, like the family is all happy with uh, the ghosts and stuff. And um, she like studied really hard and got an A on her test. And then they get to like lift her up in the air and she gets to like dance and stuff. And then like that football team is dancing with her. I loved right. the football team one because they kept talking to the caseworker. They're like, hey, coach, what, what time is curfew around here and shit? And she's like, I'm not your goddamn coach. And then he comes out and he's like, hey, coach, I don't think we survived that crash. And she's like, well, she's what like, gives you that idea? Yeah, what gives you that idea? <laughs> it's like they played off the real dumb jocks mm-hmm. real well. It yeah, was awesome. they did. And yeah, it was funny because, um, she, yeah, she's like, I'm not your coach. He survived the crash. <laughs> He's still living. Right. He's like fucking, those guys suck anyways. So yeah. I had this bus driver crash his bus on purpose. <laughs> fucking, I paid Benji two milk bones to come out and fucking wreck us. Right. It's so funny. Um, but yeah, well, what other things do we want to hit on the movie before we end? So I got a couple just small Beetlejuice facts that I could leave us off with. Okay. So the actor that played Otho, uh-huh. Glenn Shaddix. Right. At... His real life funeral in 2010, they actually played the song Dale for Oh, him. nice. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, he's cool. I really like him in every movie that I've ever seen. So I like, he's real fucking weird in this show, yeah. but he plays it real he well. He plays that um, that kind of character really well. And then uh, the movie actually almost wasn't named Beetlejuice. The name of the movie was almost called Scared, Scared Sheetless. Sheetless. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> nice. And uh, let's see. I asked you guys about this, but neither one of you saw it. But there was a long-running, like Beetlejuice, animated series uh-huh. where Beetlejuice and Lydia were friends, and they just like went through the afterlife and just like hung out and did a bunch of. Shit. I watched a lot of it. I don't remember a lot of it, but it was pretty cool if you ever want to check that out. Nice. And uh, like I said, it was just really sad that there was no like fucking sequel for it. I really think they could do it. Me too. Like if they were gonna do a new Beetlejuice, are there any up and coming actors do you could think that it could be? Like Lydia, or or because like the two main characters you need are Lydia and Beetlejuice, right? Right. And the other ones you could put it in anywhere. So you could do like um Eleven and someone. Oh yeah, that would That'd be, be cool. I think she would do a really good job for that. Mm-hmm. So um, what is on the agenda for next week? Um, I think we're actually going to watch a really long, scary, long ass movie, ghost movie again. Yes, The Shining. Hell yeah. You know what that is? That's basically the 80s. 